All right, welcome back to another episode of Inside Columbia Basketball. For any first-time listeners, each week we sit down with different members of the men's and women's basketball programs. We go through recent games, take a look at what's coming up, and go behind the scenes with the Lions. I'm your co-host, Kyle Matrician. This week we have Stephanie Flynn from the women's basketball team for part one and Jake Killingsworth from the men's basketball team for part two, who will be interviewed by Mike Kowalski. And like I said, joining me for part one of today's episode is Stephanie Flynn. So, Stephanie, thanks for taking the time to come in today. How's everything going? Good. How are you? Doing pretty well. All right, Steph, the first thing I want to talk about on this week's podcast is the two games from last weekend against Princeton and Penn, two teams that are you know, perennially the powerhouses of the Ivy League. But watching those games, I thought those two games were really competitive games, two really close games. Friday resulted in a 79-64 loss to Princeton, Penn, ran away with some free throws in the final minutes on Saturday, but Columbia had the lead in the fourth quarter against Penn. How were those two games in your mind? How do you think they went? Uh, I think they went pretty well overall. Um, I think we kind of showed everyone in the league that we can kind of compete with anyone and that we're kind of a different team from last year. Um, I also think we did have some lapses that like kind of, I don't know, resulted in the losses that hurt a little bit. Um, Coach, she was talking after the game, like, we have to be a little more locked into the scout about just, like, in general, overall, what we need to do and execute better when it comes down to the stretch because we've lost a couple this season. Yeah. It seemed like in the Penn game, kind of maybe the storyline that's played out a little bit this season where you, you have a little bit of a rough start to the game, but then you come back, and it was a three-point game at halftime, so you're right there at halftime. You already made up the deficit. Right. I think Penn went on a little bit of a run in the th- in the third quarter. It was it was a very close third quarter, and then I think Sienna hit a couple threes at the beginning of the fourth quarter to give you guys the lead. And it was, I mean, it was a five three to five point game the majority of the fourth quarter up until the end. W- what is it like for you being a junior now? You kind of see the turn of the tide a little bit. Yeah, well, um, so Coach G, uh, since I've been a freshman, has kind of been preaching this idea of, like, leaving the jersey in a better place when you leave the program. And I think just, like, you know, the changes in the score and, like, the competitiveness of the game with the top teams in our league has just kind of shown how, um, like, we've been doing that. And um, I think we're in a better place than last year and my freshman year for sure. All right, so you said you want you know, Coach G told you when you came in you want to leave the jersey in a better place. And Coach G, you were a freshman, Mm -hmm. Coach G's first year, so she's been your head coach all three years with the program. Mm -hmm. What have you seen, like what's been the difference, like, for you that you've seen from the last two years to this year? Is it the energy of the team? Is it the pace of the team? Is it the mentality going into each game? Like what's the difference for you right now? Um, I think it's been mostly the mentality uh, because – I mean, again, we've, she's been preaching, like, our mantra of edge. And, um, I mean, it's, like, taken us a couple of years. But now, like, we have people, like, it's not new to the old upperclassmen anymore. And so we kind of know, like, what she expects of us. And we can kind of just pass it on to the freshmen. And you brought up in that answer the edge mantra that Coach G preaches. Maybe for some of our listeners that don't know, what is the edge mantra? What is that? What does it stand for? Um, it stands for energy, discipline, grit, and excellence. And just kind of... Um, like a word that we use to like make sure that we're bringing everything, energy, discipline, grit, and excellence every day to practice games and just like life overall. Um, and it's just kind of like the non-negotiables, like what you're just expected to have and what you can control. Like you can have a day where shots aren't falling or like you're just feeling down about like school or life, but no matter what, those are the things that you can bring to like help make the team better. And then coming up this weekend will be your third straight weekend at home. You started with Cornell at home a couple weeks ago. 
like we said, we just talked about the Penn and Princeton games last weekend. And this weekend, Harvard and Dartmouth. Uh, but before we get into those games, I first want to talk about you being from Hanover, Massachusetts, since we're playing Harvard this weekend. Uh, Hanover, for anybody who doesn't know, one of the suburbs that a little south of Boston, pretty pretty close to where Harvard is. Is the Harvard game one that you look forward to every year? I mean, maybe it's different when you go to Harvard because you probably have some family come. But, mm -hmm. you know, is Harvard one of those games on the schedule that you look forward to having been from that area? Um, yeah, I think so. But I don't know if it's, like, that different from any other, like, Ivy game. It's still, like, you want to win no matter who you're playing. But I do think it is a little different when we play at Harvard just because it is so close to home and, like, I can have some hometown friends and a lot of family be there to support in the stands. Who normally comes when we make that trip to Harvard? Like, who's in the stands um, for you? Usually my parents, all my siblings, um, like, my aunts, uncles, and then I have a couple friends who go to school in the area, like, Suffolk and Boston College, and they'll usually come, too. How many siblings do you have, and they all come to the game? Uh, I have five. How is that growing up in a family of eight with five siblings? Um, it's like my mom likes to call it organized chaos. So <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of crazy at times, but everyone kind of like knows what they're doing, and everything gets done eventually. Where are you in the six? I'm the oldest. Five? You're the oldest yes. of the six. Yes, I am. So were you like the babysitter growing yes. up? You know, had to watch all your <laughs> younger siblings? I'm literally like the soccer mom, <laughs> <laughs> driving my sisters to practice all the time. Do your yeah. siblings like participate in sports? Are they kind of going through the same thing? Or uh, Yeah, my two brothers are in college right now, and they uh, play football. And my sisters are in high school, and then my youngest one's in middle school, and they all play basketball, soccer, and they run. Where do your brothers play football? Uh, my brother plays football at UNH, and then my the other one plays at CNA's. UNH is a pretty good, traditionally pretty good FCS football program. What yeah. position does he play? Uh, he's the center. He's the center. Mm -hmm. All right, and then changing gears back to basketball, what in your mind does the team have to focus on this week for the games against Harvard and Dartmouth? Um, I think it's going to be really important to lock into the scouts for both teams because they're like kind of different in what they do. Uh, for Harvard, we really want to try and play fast, and but we also, on the other side of the ball, have to be aware of the shooters and like get back in transition defense and make sure we're locked down on our man-to-man -man coverages. Uh, and with Dartmouth, we want to play fast and try and use our speed to our advantage. And then speaking of Harvard and Dartmouth, I want to touch base on what was your first Ivy League road trip back as a freshman two years ago when the team traveled to Dartmouth and won a quadruple overtime game and then had to go to Harvard and play the next day. What do you remember from that Dartmouth game? Uh, I just remember the locker room afterwards when, like, everyone was just so hyped. They were going yeah. crazy, like, <laughs> banging on the lockers and, like, screaming. It was, like, a crazy experience. And then I remember uh, a big shot from that game ended up on SportsCenter, and that was, like, pretty cool. Um, and I was also, like, really impressed with, um, like, Camille because she played – what was it like 90 minutes or 60 minutes in the game in Dartmouth and then we yeah. had to turn around and like play a major game for us at Harvard the next day yeah I think Camille scored like 37 points yeah. in that game against Dartmouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something crazy yeah <laughs> and then the next day at Harvard I mean it was a it was a really close game I don't want right. to get too much talking into games about two years ago mm -hmm. but yeah uh I mean you guys for having played and got probably you got to Cambridge past midnight definitely mm -hmm. Friday night and they have to play Harvard that night I mean it was a really competitive game yeah I think we just kind of took them by surprise like they expected after like a four overtime uh, win the day before for everyone to just be exhausted but uh, we came out ready to fight and back to this year now I mean mm -hmm. Harvard and Dartmouth the team one in three at this point in the Ivy League split against Cornell before last weekend's games against Penn and Princeton but 
you know, Harvard and Dartmouth, are a lot of people talk about the teams that are going to be competing for the Ivy League tournament. Four of the eight teams make the Ivy League tournament. And, you know, I, I believe you guys are right there, right in the mix. I mean, it's obviously still very early, but these, these are two big games. Mm-hmm. I mean, so do you think this team, I mean, obviously I know what the answer is going to be here, <laughs> but, you know, do you think this team has what it takes to make the Ivy League tournament and why? Yeah, I definitely think we do um, have – have what it takes to make the um, Ivy League tournament. But um, I think just because it's such a competitive league and everyone has just a solid five players who are very skilled, um, it's just going to come down to like the toughness and hustle plays uh, that you have to make in order to win those close games. I want to talk about your game personally a little bit. The first two years, you were your role was to kind of you know come off the bench and hit shots for the team, play defense when Coach G needed you to come in there and get a stop. And then in this offseason and leading up to the preseason, you earned yourself a starting spot on the roster, and you've played in every single game this season. And even this past weekend, I mean, me personally, I saw you out there against Penn and Princeton with some big defensive possessions at big moments for the team. I mean, have you seen the growth in yourself from your freshman and sophomore year until now? Uh, Yeah, I think it's just an adjustment coming from high school to play college basketball and the game's a lot faster, and everyone else is, like, just physically – like stronger than yeah. high school players. And um, I think that, and also just uh, having like a better understanding of what the team is trying to do. Defensive coverages and like our, our offense, I've had a couple years now to like get it down. All right, now we're going to get into a section that we call rapid fire, even though it's not really a rapid fire section. <laughs> They're just personality questions uh, where we like to get our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Uh, first question I have for you is, wh- what are your hobbies outside of basketball? I mean, I'm sure during basketball season it's basketball all mm-hmm. the time and s- schoolwork and, you know, all that. But maybe during the off season, like, what are some things you like to do? Um, I like to go shopping with friends. Uh, I like to run on the Hudson River. And um, I like to lay out on the lawns when it's nice out. Do you run along, uh, like, Riverside Park there? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, do, are you, do you consider yourself a runner? Have you run in marathons? Have you run in half marathons or anything um, like that? I haven't run a half marathon, but I did cross country and track in high school. So I just like it to stay in shape and it kind of like. What got you into the cross country and track going into high school? Is just trying to find something to participate oh. in or? Um, well, it helped me stay in shape. Uh, I didn't do it my freshman year cross country, but I did track and then I was like pretty good at it. So they convinced me to do cross country the next year and. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> Any memorable high school moments from, like, cross-country track and field? or? Uh, yeah, I came in, I want to say, like, I think I won the league uh, for cross-country my sophomore year. So that was pretty fun. Like you came in first place at the league meet? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you just said that kind of yeah. nonchalant. Like, yeah, I think I won. <laughs> yeah, I, <don't> <laughs> I think I, I won the league meet. Like <laughs> yeah. Did you compete? What events did you compete in in track and field? I mean, I assume they were long distance events. Yeah, I did the mile. You did the mile. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your best time in the mile? I think it was 515. Could you still do the mile Mm, at 515 right now? That's the no. For sure, no. I mean, when you go running along the Hudson River on Riverside Park, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a really nice thing about being at Columbia, Mm -hmm. especially when it's warm outside. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you time yourself or are you just out there trying to make sure you stay in shape? No, I'm just trying to stay in shape and, like, clear my. It's a good steady break. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Second question I have for you is if you had to pick one word to describe you, what would it be (laughs) and why? Ooh. Uh, hmm. Maybe like sarcastic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dear teammate, would your teammates 
describe you as being sarcastic? I think they like say I'm dramatic. Okay. Why do your it's, teammates it's say because you're because I'm being like being sarcastic. I'm like I over exaggerate things like to be funny, I think. Mm-hmm. And they take it seriously. Do you have an example of a moment you can share with us with to kinda like give us the insight a little bit where your teammates are like Stephanie's being dramatic or sarcastic. It's just like my face that I make, I think. Oh, like, okay. It's like my reactions to things that people say or like yeah. They're dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And then I want to talk a little bit about your major. You know, what's your major and why did you choose it? I'm studying political science and I chose it because I might apply to law school. And one of your teammates, Abby Lee, mm-hmm. <laughs> she is going into she's going into law school. She just was on last week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen she's been she took the LSAT a couple weeks ago? I mean, is, is that are you trying did that kind of give you the idea for this or you know, where does that stem from? Yeah, I mean, every year uh, there's been, like, one or two people on the team who've had to apply and, like, go through that process. Um, So I've, like, kind of seen how it all works out, and I just think it's a good option to give myself. All right. Uh, Next question I have for you. What are you binge-watching right now, whether it be on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon? Uh, We're watching The Bachelor. The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Who's watching The Bachelor on the team? Me, Maya, Josie, Andrea. I think a couple others too, but all right. Give me a little insight into what's going on in the Bachelor this season. Uh, it was actually crazy last night when we watched it. Like lots of drama, fighting between the people on it. How many are left right now? I mean, I have. I mean, I'm I want to say like maybe thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So. Do you have a you're somebody you're rooting for right now? Yeah, Cassie. Why? I don't know. She just seems like a good person. She's like a speech pathologist, like helping other people isn't too crazy all right i'm gonna ask you this question uh because we've asked everybody this question but talk about uh what's the favorite concert you've ever been to oh my gosh <laughs> kyle you told me you were <laughs> i know but i'm gonna ask you anyway uh actually um bruno mars was my favorite concert that i've ever been to where'd you see bruno mars I saw him at the Garden, um, or TD Garden in Boston. In Boston, not yeah. Madison Square Garden. No. If you say the Garden around I here, know, people. I'm, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was just like really fun. I like actually didn't really like him that much before I went, but it was just like he put on a great concert, and so I was a big fan afterwards. Who'd you go with? Uh, a couple of my friends. It was just like kind of last minute, and they had tickets, so I just went. And it was. Really was it while you were in college, or was it back? No, it was in high school. In high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going with the personality questions with you, Steph. Okay. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Any pregame rituals or superstitions that you partake in? Um, I don't have any personal like superstitions. I don't really believe in them, but um, the team does a like prayer circle before uh, we start warm ups every game. It's like kind of nice, just get your head in the right mindset and then go. Yeah, we were up. talking to Abby about that last week. I, th- mm-hmm. I said it kind of calms the energy a little bit. You feel? Yeah, and you 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 partake in those? Yeah, I do. Uh, I just think it's like. Uh, like consistent thing we do every week so it just kind of like gets you ready mentally what is your favorite place to eat around columbia's campus uh i like friedman's their grilled chicken sandwich is really good and their fries who do you normally go to friedman's with on the team uh usually maya and andrea did you find out like have you been going since your freshman has that kind of been a place since your freshman year is that kind of more of a recent yeah, probably freshman year, but it's been like more recent, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. What about your favorite place to eat in New York City overall outside of campus mm, that you've been to? I know it's not just in New York City, but I like Del Fresco's. 
Del Fresco's. Yeah. Where Where's the one in New York City that you go to? Uh, by like Rockefeller Center. Yeah, it's where my fam goes when they come to visit. You take them there every time. They take me there. Oh, they take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They come into the city <laughs> yes, and they take to you go. to Del Fresco's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last thing I want to talk about is a couple weeks ago the team went together on an activity to see a Broadway play. You went and saw Wicked. Talk about that a little bit. Was that a surprise? Uh, yeah, it was a surprise. Um, I know that over winter break they wanted to like try and have a fun team activity. So, uh, yeah, we went to Wicked, and it was really fun. Everyone got nice and dressed up, and it was a good show. Have you been to a play on Broadway in New York City before? Yes. I went to, oh, I went to Hamilton with my sisters this summer. Uh, when the team went and saw Wicked, I mean – what else what else it was part of that trip? Um, we went to the play and then afterwards um, the coaches just kind of let us go and uh, have go find food in Times Square. So we all went to like juniors. What's that, I mean, what's <laughs> that like for you as a as a college student just being able to get on the subway and go down to Times Square and or see a, see a Broadway play and then go out? I mean, it, I mean is that crazy to you that you can do that? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, just because you're still in Columbia and like you have the college experience but at the same time you're like actually in New York City and can go do whatever you want whenever you want hashtag only here Stephanie right hashtag only here <laughs> <laughs> all right Stephanie well I really appreciate your time thank, thank you, you for, for joining me. me for part one of this podcast <laughs> uh good luck this weekend the team plays Harvard Friday night when that game will be live on Sportsnet New York and will be also streamed online on ESPN plus Saturday's game Against Dartmouth is at 5 p.m. That game will be on tape delay on SNY and will be live on ESPN3. And at this time, I'm going to throw it over to Mike Kowalski, who's sitting down with Jake Killingsworth from the men's basketball team. Thanks, Kyle and Steph. Great stuff there. Jake, thanks for taking some time today. Uh, welcome aboard. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Uh, we like to just jump right into things. So uh, let's uh, kind of put a cap on last weekend, a couple of tough losses to Princeton and Penn. Uh, Friday night, it was a kind of a slow start for you guys offensively and an uncharacteristic shooting night for you guys. So um, what was that like kind of just seeing shots that normally fall not go down on Friday night? Um, I mean, the truth of it is that's just the game. Some nights you're going to go out there and uh, you're not going to be able to hit those shots. Um, the disappointing part of that game was the first half, the way we competed. Uh, we went out there lackadaisical. And it was quite embarrassing. Um, thought we bounced back much, much better in the second half. That carried over into Penn. Um, obviously, those are things we can build off of. Um, X's and O's can be changed. Uh, we shot the ball a lot better. Penn, or um, the next night for Penn, a lot of that thanks to Gabe and Q. Um, but yeah, I thought we competed very hard to end the weekend, and that's just, that's kind of carried over into practice. Um, so just going to carry that again into next weekend on the road. Yeah, and, and the, the next night you kind of talked about how the offense got back on track, especially in that second half. You guys basically went shot for shot. So what was it like watching that? You know, it's got, for from a fan standpoint, it's probably very exciting. But for you guys, what was that like kind of going back and forth, kind of just trading blows? Been in that situation a few times earlier in the season, especially in the non-conference. Um, um, the first one that comes to mind for me is the Fordham tournament in which we were playing a couple of very up-tempo, high-paced teams. Um, and that's not necessarily our game. Um, last, I guess last week and last Saturday night, um, 
Q and Gabe were able to kind of make up for that. That necessarily hasn't been our game, but I thought that uh, we kind of adapted to the situation. Um, the the physicality and a lot of the other stuff between Friday night and Saturday night was very different. Um, so it was played in two very different manners. Um, and I thought we did a good job adjusting on the fly. And again, that comes into just being able to compete. Um, we saw what Penn wanted to do very early on. Um, and we were able to just kind of match that and do what we we thought we had to do to win. And uh, Coach was talking about the end, the end of the game, you guys got to do a better job of kind of creating contact and getting a foul line. There's a huge foul shot disparity yeah. between Penn and you guys. Yeah. Uh, is that something that's been a focal point in practice this week? Oh, absolutely. And uh, not just this week. It's been something that was exposed to us early on in the season. Um, we're a very good shooting team. Um, and the other Ivy League coaches have taken notice of that. Um, we saw exactly how most teams are going to guard us within the first five minutes of the first Cornell game. Um, they're going to make us finish with contact. They're going to make us finish over their bigs. Um, so that's been a huge emphasis in practice, um, getting downhill, finishing hard, not changing our shots, uh, and just getting to the free throw line. I think it was like 27 to 6. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and it – it was the difference in the game when yeah. you look at it. Yeah. Um, defense was a big focal point coming into the season. And you guys, I felt like, did some really good things in the non-conference, but the numbers definitely didn't show it. And now they're kind of coming down a little bit. So um, does that help the team stay focused, saying, like, all this hard work we're putting in is, is starting to pay off? And then can that carry over into other aspects or where the coaching staff is like, hey, we got to work on this? And then you're like, oh, man, like now you see the defense is working. Maybe we definitely got to keep keying in on these things and we're going to get better all around. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, so we're a very young team. Um, a lot of guys are playing this year who haven't had significant, um, I guess, playing experience in the past. At this point in the season, that's done. They're They're pretty much veterans now, honestly. But at the beginning of the year, a lot of our defensive woes were kind of system, like system stuff, like we were messing up um, just very basic rotations. Now that we've gotten that under our belt, I think we're, um, we've got double-digit games now. Um, those things are second nature now. Um, to everyone on the court, we're all moving, starting to move together. We know where everyone's supposed to be, so that does allow coaches to kind of like now find tweak the stuff that's really going to make us be able to compete and make those in-game adjustments that everyone can make on the fly. And I think that's why you see, I think we, we're, we're playing great defense right now. Um, and we're going to have to carry that for the rest of the league. Looking ahead to Harvard and Dartmouth, uh, it's probably the longest weekend of travel. What's that like for you guys getting on the bus and, and doing this trip and, you know, kind of like the mental and, and grind of, of doing all that? Um, so probably for the first 20 to 30 minutes um, going into the weekend, we'll probably just be talking and everything. Then you'll have about half the team start to fall asleep. Then I guess conversation dies down, and then earbuds go in, movies get flipped on, and then about two hours in, people will start complaining about, like, oh, how close are we? Where are we? Um, and then you start to get, I guess, the uh, – do we have any food on the bus rumblings and um but yeah no it's 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 pretty pretty quiet generally on the bus um a few people will start reading but personally i can't do much on the bus except 
sleep and watch movies. So. Yeah, you guys play a couple games back there too. I've heard from from the bus. Like, what what, what oh, games yeah. do you guys play? Like, um, so I guess one of the favorites is um, a game called Mafia, which is like a. I don't really know how to describe it without launching a five minute, <laughs> well, I guess, a official rule book. Um, but it's like a kind of like a deception game um, in which you're trying to trick the other people in the bus. Uh, so it's, it's fun. That's been that's been around the team since I've been here. So it's, I guess, been a legacy game now at this point, just kind of been passed on. Who's the best mafia player on the team? Um, Quentin Adlish and Mike Smith, for okay. sure. For sure. So if you're if you're playing, you gotta you gotta keep a close close eye on them. <laughs> um, Patrick Tape is probably the worst player on the team. <laughs> no 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 no. Sorry, Jake Jake Flores for sure. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. It gets a lot of laughs. It gets it gets a little intense sometimes. So the coach will turn around and tell us kind of <laughs> keep it down. But yeah, um, yeah, that's fun. We gotta have everyone awake to play that though. So. You guys have had some success against Harvard recently, um, so playing some close games. What are going to be some keys uh, going into Friday night's game? Um, intensity. Um, we're Friday night on the road, and historically we've struggled on the road as well. So um, come out and set the tone early, um, and kind of prove to ourselves as much as anyone that like this is a very winnable game for us. Um, we can't mess around and come out down six within the first media. That's just digging ourselves a hole, as we, we saw with this Princeton game. Um, so come out and match their intensity. Um, or I guess not match, but but come out and set set the intensity. Let them know um, that, I guess for lack of better words, like we're here to play. Like this is, this is how the game's going to go. Um, we can't let them dictate how we're going to play. We've got to come out and do that ourselves. So. And recent history with Dartmouth, uh, you know, I think the last three games are, have been decided by an average of three points. Um, those games always going down the wire. You guys have experience with games uh, going down, going down to the last shot. Um, talk about that experience you guys have and how tough of a team they are to face. Cause they just seem to be very pesky and always kind of hang around. You can't get rid of them. It, no, no Ivy game is going to be easy. Um, obviously from the, I guess from an outside perspective, when you're looking at our schedule, it's easy for a fan or just like a casual observer to overlook, um, like an away Dartmouth game. Um, but for us, it's one of the most important games of the year. Um, obviously trying to get that top four spot. Um, it's, it's not the, it's not the home Harvard games. It's not the home Princeton and Yale games. Um, that are going to dictate whether, like, dictate how well our season plays out. It's those, it's those, um, it's these kind of games that get overlooked. In the past, we've seen, we've seen how much that affects us. We've uh, lost, we lost to Dartmouth up there last year and let the four spots slip away from us. Um, my freshman year, we lost up there as well. Um, so that's it's it's a huge game. Um, and if we do want to make the Ivy League tournament, which obviously everyone does, then this is a game that we're going to have to win. Last season, you know, you missed most of the year, um, had sinus surgery. Um, talk about the decision to do that and um, how you're feeling now and how much uh, it's helped your, you to just be healthy uh, throughout this season. was a thing that came up. I think I, I talked to Coach Ingles about it 
um, very, very close to the season. It was a very last, the, the doctors found out what was wrong last minute. Um, and I guess just kind of prefacing that, I had struggled with staying healthy pretty much for all my life. I came up to, came up to school in here and it was just exasperated. Um, I missed multiple road trips um, because I was sick. I was out for weeks at a time of practice. Um, and so I started going to the Columbia doctors up here. They started doing all sorts of tests. It went from the second semester of my freshman year and then right right up till the season. Um, and they, I guess, yeah, the doctors kind of determined what was wrong and felt that um, the sinus surgery as quick as possible was the was the proper way to, uh, I guess, ensure that I was healthy and not getting sick because the longer that I kept getting sick, the worse and worse it was getting. Um, and by the end of my freshman season, I was was pretty was pretty weak, was pretty beat up. Um, so they figured this out, um, talked to my parents, talked with Coach Ingles, and we agreed that my general health was a little more important. I was able to get the surgery. And since that, I have not had a major illness. Obviously, I had a few head colds here and there, but nothing major. Um, and I don't think I've missed a practice this year, which is incredible because at this time last year, I'd missed about, or this time my freshman year, I probably missed about 17 to 20. So. Wow. Yeah, no, it really helped. So if any of the doctors up at Columbia hear this, thank you very much, Dr. Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear you're feeling better. And I know that was a tough decision for you guys, for you last year. And, um, you know, obviously it would have been great to have you out there. But obviously, like you said, your general health is way more important than that. So uh, good to hear you're feeling better. Um, I want to go back even further. Um, you've moved around a lot through your childhood. So mm -hmm. talk a little bit about your family and, and tell us a little bit about yourself growing up. Yep. So I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, both of my parents graduated from the University of Georgia. My mom played basketball there. Um, and so I guess to this day, about 95% of my immediate family and extended family lives in Georgia. Um, we are probably the only ones that don't live in Georgia. Um, I've got a few few cousins who live in Alabama and Tennessee, but relatively close. My mom took a position with Walmart, and we moved to Bentonville, Arkansas. Um, that was during middle school. And then during my sophomore year of high school, uh, Walmart transferred her out to San Francisco. So we moved out there. I ended up graduating from uh, Sarah out in San Francisco, out in the Bay Area. And then during my freshman year, my mom got transferred back to Arkansas. Wow. So and rumor has it you're pretty good at Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> a couple guys have said Mike Smith would beat you. Uh, what, what's your rebuttal to that? Um, yeah, I really don't have one. Mike Smith would absolutely destroy <laughs> me at Fortnite. He's got a lot of free time now, too. He does. And to his defense, he's the best video game player that I've ever met. It doesn't matter the game. It doesn't matter if he's played before. Like, I don't think there's a video game that anyone on the team can beat him at. It just comes natural to him. It's, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Very jealous of it, but he's he's absolutely incredible when it comes to video games. <laughs> well, now we're going to jump into rapid fire. Uh, I joke with Q last week. I don't know why we call it rapid fire. We're just not that creative. It's more of a slow burn. <laughs> First up is uh, pregame rituals or superstitions. I guess it depends. It, it changes whether we win or lose. Um 
So there's no there's no set ritual that I have. There's no set routine that I go through. Um, there's no set playlist I listen to. But if we lost the game before, then I'm doing switching it everything up. Yeah. completely different. Different music, different whatever. So it's just kind of like, I guess at this point, it's a just a, a variation of anything I can think of to uh, try and get some different mojo in the I noticed room that there was a beard that. in December. Was that, you know, the, we, there, I, think, I don't remember if we were on a winning streak or not. Was that a part of that? Was that? It was, that was a, um, I don't really know what that was, but it, <laughs> but it's, at some point I was like, um, I was like, yeah, this, this has to come off. Cause this is just not, <laughs> this is not, this is not helping us win at all. So yeah, got to switch something up. All right. Uh, your favorite place to eat in New York city. Oh, um, Probably, probably the pickles, um, Maison and Jacobs. Okay, big, big fans of those. They. Uh, What's your go-to? Uh, the Jake Killingsworth usual. D- depends on if I'm trying to plan on doing something afterwards <laughs> or like just going back and going to. If if I don't have anything, if that if that's done for the night, um, that's the last thing I'm doing. Then, without a doubt, the uh, the um, it's the uh, chicken. Bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, or bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from Jacob's Pickles. Um, I know a few of the guys like the the chicken and pancakes, but that's just it's too much. Chicken and pancakes is a little too much yeah. for me. And, and you, <laughs> you get the you get the side of cheese grits with the uh, nice the biscuit. So it, it, that's probably my go-to. All right. Um, favorite class so far at Columbia. So I'm a political science major, but I'm not going to go with one of those courses. Um, I'm going to go with Introduction to Computer Science in Java. Um, Mainly because going in, I didn't have any, I guess, feel for that realm. Um, mm. That was completely foreign to me. And a good percentage of my family is in software engineering and software consulting. Um, so when I go home and we're at Thanksgiving dinner and I hear them talking, I just have absolutely no idea what's going on. Um, so I kind of took that class as like a, it's like a, uh, I guess a a mean to kind of get into their world. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really know what I was expecting from it, but it was, it's a tough class, but it was it was pretty incredible, and uh, they were they were pretty happy I ended up taking it, and it 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 really I guess uh, helped me to. Uh, Almost like connect to your yeah. family a little bit yeah. better. That's yeah. that's wild. How that yeah. So it was pretty. It was pretty funny. Yeah. It was like, and and it also helps with like you hear you hear jokes and terminology walking around campus. It just like completely went over my head before, uh, but now it's like oh, now yeah, you're in I on those that. jokes. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah, that just wasn't funny. You probably shouldn't laugh <laughs> at that. But that's funny. Yeah. How did you even know to take that class? Was it just something that you just kind of saw, or? Um. So I actually took it with. Uh, Steph and Andrea McCormick from the women's team. Uh, they were both in the class, but it was a. Uh, I guess I I'd been pestered by my family for a long time about when are you going to take a computer science course? Because um, obviously to them that's the only thing in the world that yeah, matters. Yeah. Um, and I had an available slot. Um, I had already filled. Um, so for that semester, I'd already filled my language requirements and major requirements. Um, and I was just like, kind of, why not Let's take yeah. it? Um, and ended up enjoying it a lot. It was good. Great. La- last computer science class I took though. After that, it was, got <laughs> that a was little, enough. Got, yeah, got a little yeah. too advanced. So, um, two more. Best concert you've ever been to? This is gonna sound crazy, but other than Bacchanal, 
our our school sc- our school sponsored spring concerts. Um, I've only ever been to one concert, and that had been a Kyle concert with um, a few of my teammates my freshman I've year. Heard about this one, yeah. Yeah, and so I guess by default, that's the best. That one. has to be my best yeah. one. Yeah. The music scene when I was in Arkansas wasn't wasn't too like we didn't we didn't attract too many concerts. Right. Right. Um, it's changed. It's changed a lot now. Um, but so I guess, I guess the opportunity for concerts just didn't really present itself <laughs> until uh, until I came up here. Uh, what are you binge watching right now? What are you going to be binging on the way to Dartmouth and Harvard this weekend? If I say this and I have to do it, um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, Game of Thrones. Okay. I have not watched a single episode of Game of Thrones, um, and people are telling me that I have to, especially. And like I have to do it quick with the new season coming up, um, so I, I, I guess I have to do it now. <laughs> um, all right, that's all the time I have. Uh, Jake, thanks so, so much for coming on, taking time. Good luck this weekend. Oh, absolutely, we'll thanks for having me on. Uh, you can catch the Columbia women's team in Levine Gym when they host Harvard this Friday and Dartmouth on Saturday during their alumni weekend. Both games are set to start at 7 p.m. Tickets can be purchased for those games and all men's and women's contests by visiting www.gocolumbialions.com slash tickets or calling 888-LIONS-11. The women can be also seen live on SNY and ESPN against the Crimson on Friday night, and Saturday's game against the Big Green will be aired on ESPN 3. The men are facing the same teams on the road, heading to Harvard on Friday and Dartmouth on Saturday. Catch all the action on ESPN+. If you haven't already signed up for ESPN Plus, visit www.espnplus.com. Subscriptions start as low as $4.99 per month or $49.99 annually. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.